What's good, everybody? Welcome into our very special NFL Futures episode of The Early Edge as we continue to break down each and every division in the NFL as we lead up to what is sure to be an incredible season and the first ever season with 17 regular season games. This episode, we're talking about the NFC North, the Pack, the Vikings, the Bears, the Lions. So let's bring in the stars of the show. I have the three brightest minds at Sportsline and all the land. He's the number one handicapper at Sportsline. Dramatic pause. RJ White. Hello, sir. How you doing, coach? Glad to be here. <laughs> you kill me. Uh, Maestro, what's up, man? Oh, great to be on with the stoic one and welcoming prop stars to Sportsline uh, for these NFL previews. It's awesome. It's been amazing to see prop stars making picks on the show. Finally, we see the face and we see the lettuce. And I told you, Alex, we have very serious issues if you have really good hair here on the show, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I know we're going to learn to deal with it. Jay smooth <laughs> might be a little bit jealous, but Hey, I'll deal with him. All right. How are you, sir? I'm good coach. How are you? Oh man. I'm awesome. And it's awesome to have you as part of the team. It really, really is. So let's jump right in. We have no time to waste. We're going to season win totals first, and this is going to be a very interesting year. We've got new quarterbacks, quarterbacks that should be playing in Chicago that apparently aren't going to be playing. Aaron Rodgers threatened to leave. He did come back a lot going on. So Alex, you're the newest member of the team. I'm going to let you go first. What do you got? Awesome coach. So yeah, the first thing I've got is the Vikings under nine wins. Um, I think the Vikings are going to have a tough season. They're already dealing with quite a few injuries on offense. They lost Irv Smith possibly for the season. Adam Thielen's banged up. Justin Jefferson is just getting over a sprained AC joint. So the offense is banged up. Uh, their schedule is actually really difficult. They have the five, uh, excuse me, the fifth toughest schedule based on opponent win percentage going into the season. Um, they're looking at their schedule as well. The early part of the season is the easiest part. And with them already being banged up and missing multiple starters, I think if they don't get off to a good start, I could really see their season plummeting. And lastly, Kirk Cousins being unvaccinated, I think could fortunately ultimately lead to him missing starts or at least opening up the potential for him to miss starts. So yeah, I have the Vikings under nine wins. Yeah, if Cousins isn't in, you know, for a few games and you're going to have trouble hitting that number. I'm a little more positive on the Vikings. Um, I think to them it always comes down with defense and Mike Zimmer's coaching. Zimmer's one of the better coaches in the league. We knew they were going to be bad last year because their defense was just decimated in terms of players that were missing due to due to uh, opting out of the season and injury and leaving. I think they're in a better position now. They've, they've upgraded some. So I'm not too strong on that. I think I might be the only positive person on the Bears at this point. I, I'm over seven and a half wins plus 105 with Chicago. Mark expects them to win seven or fewer games, but they finished 500 or better in each of Nagy's first three seasons. And you're like, well, Amy Dalton's a week one starter. You know, you have to factor that into account. It's not like they were great at quarterback the last few years with, with Trubisky and Nick Foles and no, nobody likes those guys. Um, so they didn't have quarterback figured out. They're still winning eight games every year, even 12 games. Sometimes a uh, defense should be good again. Uh, and once Justin Fields takes over on offense, I think it could be a playoff caliber team in the second half. I don't know if they'll make the playoffs. It just kind of depends on if they're in a big hole in the first half. But with Justin Fields under center, I think this team is going to make some noise in the second half of the season. Get us to uh, over oh, seven and a half wins pretty easy. They'll make the playoffs numbers all the way down to plus 150. I loved it earlier in the summer. It was like plus 210, plus 240. That 150, I'm, I'm staying away from that. Um, uh, the win total hasn't budged to meet that that uh, that to drop in the uh, playoff, the playoffs and make the playoffs number. So I'm taking advantage of the value here with going over seven and a half wins. You know, I'm 
torn on the Bears, but I kind of am with RJ a little bit more bullish on the Vikings who have not missed the playoffs two straight years under Mike Zimmer. But I'm going to go to the Detroit Lions. If they had a 20 game schedule, I would still go under for them. I mean, they are going for the number one pick. It is clear. Their final roster has three undrafted free agents. There's no Kenny Galladay. There's no Marvin Jones. This defense gave up the most points in the league. And I don't, I think they're going to be worse this year defensively. Jared Goff, we all know that he excelled in a great scheme with great talent around him. Now he's about to get a a really rude awakening uh, in Detroit. And how in the world, it's just the way it worked out. The Lions have the third toughest schedule based on projected win totals. Give me under five for the Lions. I'm also on under five at minus 140. I actually have it under four and a half at plus 130. Uh, you know, I've got that ticket in my pocket. If you could find similar, I'd jump on it for that better payout because I don't think they're sniffing five either. Offense is a mess with zero reliable receivers. Their top two receivers might be Tyrell Williams and a guy named Khalif Raymond, who good luck if you have a scouting report on him. Uh, pressure will be on the defense to keep them in games. This is a defense that allowed the most points in the NFL last year, and you're not fixing that in one offseason. So biggest addition on defense is Michael Brockers. He's not a game changer. He's not a guy that's going to get you a ton of sacks and really change what they're doing on defense. Rest of the division is good. Detroit Mountain might not be favored at all this year. It depends on Cincinnati and Philadelphia. If they get off to solid starts, the Detroit plays them in week six and week eight at home. Maybe they're pick them or favored in those games by one or two. But aside from that, even if you give them those wins, I don't know where you get three or four more wins on the schedule. So under five wins, pretty easy for me also at minus 140. If this was baseball, I'd almost understand. But this is a football with a salary cap. How are the Detroit Lions consistently this bad? And by the way, Alex, you may not have picked up on it, but for the first time in your early edge career, you had two of the biggest cappers in America coming after you. I did. After you, how do you feel about that? I was a little shook. <laughs> I was shook for you. I was shook for you. But I know you're going to rebound. I know you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. All right, let's move on to team props. Only one here. Only one here. And I believe the maestro is going to step up to the plate. What do you got? Yeah, well, this is mighty juicy, but I just don't see any way the Lions don't finish in fourth. If you go to Caesars right now, you can bet the Lions to finish in fourth place. And it's minus 350. It's a lot of juice, but they're stockpiling picks. They're clearing cap room. They're clearly not playing for this year. And we heard Prop Stars does uh, Prop Stars doesn't like the Vikings, but RJ and I do like the Vikings. And we I think we can all agree they're a competent team. I think we can all agree that Aaron Rodgers is not finishing last. And you heard RJ talk about the Bears and Justin Fields and a solid defense. And they're they're probably going to be around 500 uh, by and, and the Lions are not going to be anywhere near 500. So, I mean, no chance am I laying this on any other type of prop uh, that I've seen. But when I saw this one, I thought it should have been minus 500. Well, even at 350, I mean, we would be remiss. One of the favorite things we have to do at 350, Maestro Juice. It's got to be worth the squeeze. It has to be worth the squeeze. Damn, minus 350, and you feel like it's a lock? We feel like it's a lock. That's how bad they are. It's how bad they are. All right, let's switch gears now to player props. And this is where Prop Stars really excels. What do you got, Alex? Yeah, so speaking of the hopeless Lions, one prop that I absolutely love and probably the only player that I really think um, has Pro Bowl potential on the Lions is TJ Hawkinson, and it's his uh, receiving prop over 775 and a half receiving yards. Um, I think Hawkinson is going to emerge as one of the league's elite tight ends this year. Um, He had 101 targets and 723 receiving yards in his rookie 
season, the Lions lost 64% of their targets from the 2020 season, including half of the targets inside of the 10-yard line. Um, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, and Danny Amendola are no longer on the team, which should lead to an absolutely monster target share for Hawkinson, who's just drawn rave reviews throughout training camp. Something else I really liked was looking at Jared Goff. He finished with the fourth shallowest depth of target last year, which should really benefit Hawkinson. And he should just get a huge target share and really um, catch a lot of passes. So, yeah, I love TJ Hawkinson over 775 and a half receiving yards. Another prop I really like is most receiving touchdowns for Devontae Adams at plus 900. Adams has 36 touchdowns in his last 41 games over the last three seasons, including a league high 18 last year. Um, He's racked up just an absurd 445 targets over the last three seasons as well. Uh, The Packers didn't make any notable uh, uh, upgrades on offense. So Adams should still continue to see just monster usage and a huge target share, obviously having the three time MVP, Aaron Rodgers, as you know, your favorite target certainly helps a lot as well. So, yeah, I like Adams to potentially lead uh, all receivers and receiving touchdowns this season. Yeah. uh, Who did they bring in to take some of that load off of Adams? Just Randall Cobb and rookie Amari Rodgers. Randall Cobb, you know, last relevance was what, four or five years ago. Amari Rodgers is going to be taking a huge load. Um, I don't think either is going to impact Adams usage. Um, Packers ranked just 24th in pass attempts last year. If that number goes up at all. Adams could see even more targets this year. I'm also on Adams, not in the receiving touchdown category, but in most receiving yards, plus 1,200. And that's because he's somehow behind three players at plus 1,000 at Caesars. And if he's not going to be the leader in this prop, then I think you're getting him a great value. He led the league in receiving yards per game last year, was the only player with more than eight catches per game. And like I said, it's not like they added a ton of talent to take some of that load off of his plate. So I think he's going to have a great chance of doing those two things again and getting him at most receiving yards plus 1200 is great. And taking these props that we're taking plus 900 plus 1200, we're playing this NFL futures game on all Madden mode while Larry's out here on easy mode, taking minus three fifties. You know, you can put me down for lines to finish fourth at minus three fifty two for playing that game. (laughs) Oh, a shot taken. Come on, Larry. But, but it does warm my heart that you would bring up the, video game that I happen to be one of the voices in. So thank you very much for that, RJ. I love Madden 22. And it's probably because I'm in it. All right. Grab your paper. Grab your pencil. I don't know if we have RJ's shot in the recap, but it should be. All right. We're going to go prop stars at the top. Vikings under nine wins. TJ Hawkinson over seven or and a half yards. We know Jared Goff never throows a long ball. NFL receiving touchdown leader Devontae Adams plus 900. Then RJ White Barriers over seven and a half wins. Lions under five. And then NFL shading yards leader Devontae Adams plus 1200. Love that value. And then the maestro just ducking and weaving over there. Lions under five wins, uh, minus 140, and the Lions to finish fourth, a robust minus 350. Wow. Hey, uh, RJ, just quick question. When that cash is, will they pay, will they pay it out? <laughs> they will, but if it doesn't, you're, you're out a ton of money. Well, I'm out, you know, a little bit of money on my lottery ticket over here. <laughs> you guys are too much. Well, uh, we're going to have to wait until, I, I guess, what would it be? Uh, Probably December before we find out, but uh, we probably won't have to wait till the end of the year. We know that. Uh, All right. (laughs) That's awesome. All right. That'll do it for the NFC North. If you find a show that in less than 15 minutes, you get more info than this show. Call me. Call me. It doesn't exist. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these tickets. Even the minus 350, baby. Straight. 
to the pay window for the maestro for RJ White. He'll be doing stand-up all weekend long. And prop stars and the jeweler. I am the coach. We love doing it. We continue to count down to the start of the NFL season. This has been the NFC North on the early edge. Best of luck. Best of luck.